come to this happy place. Welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For So today on Miles from Main Street, we've got Johnny J from the DMSW podcast. How are we doing today, Johnny? Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. So uh, talking to Johnny, uh, he his podcast is more kind of uh, like big picture Disney, kind of like full umbrella Disney. Uh, and we love that because we, lo- we love all things Disney. Um, but we kind of wanted to talk to him about uh, his podcast and uh, what he does and the things that he loves about Disney and kind of how um, he got pulled into this whole world. Um, so, Johnny, uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Sure. All right. So the name of it is the DMSW podcast, D for Disney, M for Marvel, SW Star Wars. So kind of going with that whole Disney umbrella theme, like you were saying there. And for me, I was a guy that I, I went to Disney a couple of times growing up with my family, but never really had that like true like passion or like obsession Disney, like super fan status kind of with Disney. I just I liked it, but it wasn't kind of. It wasn't my number one hobby or my number one focus. Uh, when I got married, uh, my wife wanted to go to Disney for our honeymoon, so we did that. Um, but again, even then, going as an adult, still just it didn't click for me. I just it was a great time. It was a nice place to go on vacation, but didn't have that like connection yet. But then once we started having kids, uh, my wife was kind of getting to that point where she was asking like, "Hey, can we take the kids to Disney? We got to plan this first Disney trip with the kids." and I was that dad that was, ah, oh, it's just, it's so expensive and they're not even going to remember it. Like, we should wait. Like, there's no rush. Like, why do we have to, let's just keep waiting and pushing it off. But we just kept having more and more kids, too. <laughs> we actually have six kids oh, wow. all together now. So we get a, we get a full boat. But back then, around that time of that first trip, we were up to four kids mm-hmm. at the time. And my wife was like, listen, if we just keep pushing it off, like, eventually the oldest one's going to be too old. And she's like, you got to stop thinking about it as like the kids aren't going to remember it forever think about it more so is like this is for us like it's for us as the parents to just see that magic and all those disney experiences on the kids faces and it's it's more honestly for us in our enjoyment and our parenting memories than it is the kids remembering it because they probably won't remember it they are too little so i was like oh you know that's i never thought about it that way that's a pretty good way about thinking about it so we finally bit the bullet there and planned for it and saved up and did that first big disney trip and one of the first uh, couple of days there, we we had stopped. We were having lunch at the Garden Grill, and it was a character lunch. And the meal was kind of wrapping up. The characters had come around. It was all great. Did the autograph books and the pictures and all that stuff. And my wife and three of the kids kind of, they were done eating. So they, they left the table and were heading out, getting back like out towards the parks. And one of my tw- uh, twin daughters was kind of hanging behind. She had a couple of little bites left. And I waited back with her, and then by the time she was done and we were getting up and heading out, Mickey was kind of coming around the the bend there again right as we were approaching the stairs to leave, and he just kind of stopped her in her tracks and got down on his knee and, like, gave her that, like, one-on-one, like, specific attention and was like interacting with her and at one point he even like did the kiss thing and you hear like sometimes you hear that like kiss sound come out of the mickey costume and he gave her one of those and 
it was like a Hollywood movie. Like I watched my daughter's eyes just like sparkle and like the time slowed down. And like, I felt the example I always give is like, I felt like the Grinch, like, like the camera zoomed in on my heart and like my little Mickey shaped heart, like grew three <laughs> times the size and poof, burst out of that box. And I remember like running out to like catch up with my wife and the other kids. And I was like, stay this everything just changed like that is the exact moment that i became like a legit like disney obsessed super fan like that moment is something i will remember forever for the rest of my life like that it it literally changed me in that one exact moment so from that moment on i kind of then i became the like every vacation was like we should go back to disney we should go back to disney again so i was getting into the youtube videos and all that kind of stuff and then eventually we got up to where the pandemic was um and being up here from new england i'm a big sports fan that was kind of my number one hobby was fantasy football and watching games with my buddies and we'd go to the bar or go to somebody's house and when the pandemic hit obviously that changed for everybody we everyone was clamping down and never mind going to bars like you were like i remember back when it first started like you weren't even going to each other's houses at the time so that whole sports landscape changed for me and my passion for sports just kind of faded over time. And I had the, and not driving to work every day. I wasn't listening to sports radio in the car anymore. So I was looking for a new form of entertainment and had a, an opening for a new hobby. So started getting into listening to podcasts and eventually I was like, Oh, I wonder if there's, I wonder if there's podcasts on Disney. There seems to be podcasts and everything else. And it was like, search Disney for the first time in a podcasting app and like, like again, like brain explode moment. I was like, couldn't believe how many options were out there in the Disney community. So just found my favorite ones and started getting into it. And I kind of levitated towards this one show with these three dads that all live in the same neighborhood together. And they were big Disney fans. And every time they'd get together for their kids playing or doing sports or something, they'd end up just talking Disney. And eventually they were like, Oh, we should just, buy a microphone and turn it on and when we're having these dizzy conversations make a podcast out of it and their show kind of took off and during the pandemic it was like perfect timing for them and just listening week after week and then like going back and catching up on all the episodes it eventually got to a point for me where i was like i felt like the kid like missing out on like the cool kids party i'm like man i gotta get into this like how do i get in and do what they're doing in there so Started doing all my research, looking at YouTube videos on microphones and recording softwares and all that kind of stuff. And eventually, over time, I made the uh, made the leap and got into it. And here I am, talking to you guys. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, when you were talking about Mickey and your daughter, like that's kind of the one thing I always remember too. After our after the first time I took my kids was we were watching the Main Street Electrical, Electrical Parade, and I had both kids on a knee. And, you know, like sitting on in front and having the characters in the parade coming over and interacting with them, like that's the biggest memory yeah. that I have that I keep going back to. So it's amazing what those kids will do to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I say, it feels like a it feels like you're in a TV show or a movie, like it just time slows down and like you're you just your heart just melts. It's just incredible. Some of the best parenting memories I have are, are with the kids in Disney. It's awesome. That's that's beautiful. I don't think I have a, a moment where – I mean, I guess I, I kind of do. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, my Disney fandom – I mean, I, I came from a family who went to Disney a lot. Um, 
And so, I mean, I was always just kind of around it. And I guess I just kind of like slowly moved towards Disney. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Uh Oh, I think I really like this stuff. Uh, so I think I, I, I didn't really have the one moment I would, I would have to say my, my one moment I realized I was really into Disney was probably illuminations at Epcot back in the day. Uh, just like listening to that music and being like, this music is pretty awesome. Disney's pretty cool. But yeah. I, I mean, even, even <laughs> at that point, I, w- I had already been pretty into Disney. Like I had been, um, watching YouTube videos and stuff like that and listening to like people like the Diz and stuff like that. So I mean, I don't know. Mine, I, I think that's really cool, of ha- like having a moment. <laughs> like, you know your exact moment where, like, everything clicked. So, uh, that and it's a beautiful story. Like, that is, is it was really beautiful, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, sometimes I almost, like, get jealous of, like, hearing other adults now. They're like, oh, yeah, I went multiple times growing up. I've been a Disney fan since I was five years old. And, like, oh, man, I wish I could have got to go more times growing up, but... You know, like they say, everything happens mm-hmm. for a reason. And just like you said, like it, I do like kind of almost in a way now feel cool that like I have, I can literally, I can just like play it back in my head, like the exact second that was poof, instant, like Disney super fan right there. Yeah, that's, that's real cool. Um, so, uh, Disney, Marvel and Star Wars. Uh, I'd have to say for me, uh, I mean, obviously Disney's a big one. Um, Marvel, I for for me, it's kind of hard to keep up with all of the Marvel, uh, and I I totally understand that that that's kind of what's so cool about Marvel is there's just so much to it. Uh, but both Brian and I are are pretty big Star Wars fans as well, so um, oh awesome, you're, you're in good company. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and the, the reason I kind of designed my show around the three separate topics like that was as I was kind of growing my love for podcasts and finding more and more shows, I kept – I was having trouble finding a show that kind of covered all those different aspects of it. Like I'd find a, a really good Disney World podcast and then the like the newest Marvel movie would come out and like everybody on the planet would be talking about it and they wouldn't even mention it. I'm like, God, oh, come on guys. Like I love hearing your takes on rides and hotels and snacks and all this stuff. Like, well, please talk about this Marvel movie. I want to hear your thoughts on it. And uh, like I said, I just had trouble finding the right podcast that was kind of hitting all those different sections and, and with star Wars and galaxy's edge taking off and that getting more and more involved with Disney. It just, I was like, oh, maybe this this could be my thing. Maybe when I start my podcast, I'll have a show where I kind of hit all the different topics. So week to week, I try to do a little new segment and kind of give a couple little stories kind of from each one of those three categories. And then the main topic of, of the episode, I'll, I'll kind of pick like a Star Wars topic and review the Obi-Wan series or kind of ra- or rank the my favorite live action movie, something like that, but kind of rotate through the different topics week to week. So I'm not never just doing all Marvel or all Disney content week or week, trying to try to mix it up a little bit. So are you, do you think you're having trouble finding, like, I guess you're not having trouble finding things to talk about with all the Marvel and Star Wars content coming out, but, like, is it getting to be too much almost that you can't cover it all? Yeah, it can. It can I've, I've run into that a few times where, like, something's come up and, like, a big story's happened in Disney, and I'm like, oh, I was going to do this Marvel thing this week, but this Disney thing is kind of too big to like just ignore and 
turn and then do my episode on that new Disney thing. But then, like, before you know it, you're two or three weeks down the road. And you're like, crap, I still haven't gone back and done that one topic. So, yeah, there's, there is there is definitely a lot of stuff going on. And if I admit, like, I've, I've tried to plan out the show and I've already looked, like, kind of through the calendar of the, the good thing about Marvel and Star Wars is pretty much they have set release dates on when stuff is coming out. So I've been able to kind of plan out my schedule here months in advance and know, okay, like this is the day the movie comes out. So I need to make sure I talk about it the very next Monday. And this is when the show starts. So I got to count six weeks after that. Boom. That's when the show will end. So I got to plan my episode for the show on this day. But yeah, like I said there, if, if something happens in one of the other topics or something changes in my life and I got to kind of go in a another direction i might not loop it back around like i've missed the ms marvel show ended and i planned to do an episode on that and then i got swimmers ear had that like crazy crazy pain i actually had to kind of take a week off and and skip an episode and then i came back and um went a different direction did another topic and now here we are like three weeks later and i'm like oh man i don't know if i'm gonna have time to get back <laughs> and and do that so yeah it, it definitely happens here and there well, let's sure. talk ms marvel i got into the second episode and i kind of quit at that point but you know what's your overall thought I think it was it was good. It was different. I, it was to me. It was like it was clear that they were trying to go in a different direction, and I I kind of feel like that's what they've been doing with this whole next phase post Endgame. Is it feels like they're really kind of bringing in different directors and kind of saying, hey, you know what? This is your thing. It's going to be your baby. We're going to get out of your way and just kind of run with it and do whatever you want. And if you want to get a little weird, a little crazy, go for it, and we'll kind of see how it works out. Whereas I, I enjoyed those first three phases of Marvel because I like the everything connecting and it all building on each other and you always feel like it's all connected and at least for right now, maybe in the early stages of phase four, it, it still kind of feels like almost everything's kind of separate and all over the place. So I kind of like that like Moon Knight was super unique and very different from anything I've ever seen and like I said, for Miss Marvel, I don't think I was exactly their target audience. It it looks like I said, it feels like to me they're definitely kind of going after that younger, like teenaged kind of audience. But I think they did a pretty good job. It's to try something that different and that new. I think it's pretty cool. And I don't want to spoiler alert you here if you're only two episodes in. But the 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 last couple of seconds of the final episode of the season, there's there's some special music that they mix in and a couple couple lines that it's like. Ooh, it gets it gets the the hair standing on the back of uh standing up on the back of your neck because that's like the first moment like you can really be like okay this what we just saw this could be the next 10 15 years of marvel content right here starting in this moment and i remember like after the show was over there was an interview with uh the actress that played ms marvel in the show and she was like when when they sent me the script that day for what we were going to say and how we were going to end the show. She's like, I emailed Kevin Feige and I was like, are you kidding me? Are you sure you really want me to have this line? <laughs> so it was cool to see them kind of, like I said, go in a different direction, try something new, but at the same time, like be willing to give this new character and this new section of Marvel, like a pretty important thing to, to bring into the, uh, into the public. So it was pretty good. It was a good time. That, yeah, I, <laughs> I've been having trouble with Phase Four, like like you said, Moon Knight was good, Hawkeye was good. Um, I haven't seen Thor yet. What was the last movie? Oh, uh, Doctor Strange was good. Um, but like like you said, like there's no set direction that it's going. Um, yeah. See, for me, I didn't like 
the Doctor Strange movie because I I really liked the WandaVision series and to me when I watched Doctor uh the Doctor Strange movie I was like all right perfect this is going to build off of what they did in WandaVision and I absolutely loved WandaVision I'm like I can't wait to see this is I mean it's the multiverse of madness like we're going to see so many different characters it's going to just be absolutely bonkers and I can't wait to see how they bring Vision back into it because you know Vision's going to have to be there and then like when the movie ended I was like what 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 was that like where was the where was the madness like there was like only like three three different multiverses that they went to and i was just like how could you not bring how do you how do you not bring vision into that movie like there was such such a great storyline that they built between wanda and vision in the wandavision show i was just like shocked and it felt like the director and the writer like it was almost like they didn't even watch WandaVision. They were just like, oh, well, we know kind of the backstory a little bit on Wanda, so we'll throw her in and uh, we'll make her the bad guy in this movie. She's been through a lot, so we'll just kind of have her snap and, and go crazy. So uh, for me, at least, I didn't I didn't enjoy the Doctor Strange movie, but I can appreciate, like I said, it kind of feels like with like the new Thor movie that it's it's like a standalone thing. Like you don't you'd almost tell somebody if you haven't watched all the other Marvel movies, you can jump right in and watch Thor. Like you don't really need any backstory to kind of really get what's going on that. They even give it to you in the beginning of the movie. They kind of give a little recap of of Thor and Jane's kind of backstory. So different direction, but it's been fun. Yeah, we've we've just been crazy busy around here, so we don't haven't had time to go see a movie, but it's definitely on my wife and I's um list. Um, and she, you know, yep. you bring up WandaVision. She saw me watching that and started watching it with me, and that's what got her into it. So we went back and watched everything. And, um, oh, cool. it, you know, that kind of started in the middle of, of all this COVID stuff. So we just finally got caught up recently. And Oh, very cool. Um, you know, like I said, we started Ms. Marvel. I'm not sure if we're going to go back to it. I mean, you've got me interested now, but... Um, you know, I, I definitely see, like like I said, and you said in phase four, like there's no direction. And I feel like the announcements they made at uh, San Diego, like there's no direction showing up there either. Like it's all over the place. It, it feels like it's just really far off. Like I think there there is like more connectivity and story building coming, but we just haven't got to that point yet. Like I think the next movie after Wakanda forever is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And that, uh, I guess uh, um, he who remains um, is the bad guy that was in the Loki show. He's supposed to be in this movie Kang for the first time really in the, in in a big movie. So I think, I think we're just, finally catching up to the point where it's kind of be like okay let's let's start getting the uh the train on the track here and start building towards those two avengers movies coming in 2025 okay yeah and yeah i think that makes more sense but you know they've kind of trained us to find the find the direction and then and now it's kind of like right i saw a meme a couple weeks ago with somebody like trying to sit there and figure out what they're watching and it's like you know <laughs> marvel fan in the year 2035 trying to catch up with 153 movies and 25 <laughs> television yeah. series yep <laughs> um yeah i i i feel like so i feel bad because i'm over here kind of like oh i watched wandavision and like that's honestly like <laughs> the extent of new marvel that i've that i've watched 
uh, I feel I feel bad because <laughs> I, um, I I really started to fall off several several years ago from Marvel, and then um, Endgame or what was the one before Endgame? Um, Infinity, Infinity War, War came out, and I saw that, and then Endgame came out, and I was just busy, and never ended up watching it, and like people were losing their minds over it. And I was like, ah, maybe, maybe right. I should watch this. <laughs> so eventually, like, I got around to watching it. But even even when I was watching um, Infinity War, uh, I had missed like a lot of the movies leading up to it. So uh, I think they introduced, or I think they killed off Vision in that um, in in that movie. And I was just kind of like, spoiler alert, this? yeah. Uh, spoilers, <laughs> but it's been out for a while. Um, but and and I was watching, and I was kind of like, I didn't, I hadn't seen that movie that he was introduced. So I was like, who's this guy, and why do I care? Um, obviously, I understand yeah. now because I've kind of gone back and, and figured everything out. Uh, but that's that's the tough thing with with Marvel is there's there's just a lot going on, um, and you and you really kind of have to like be on top of it all to like really kind of understand what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> kind of feel bad cause I'm, I'm sitting back here and I'm, I'm terrible with, with new shows. I do the, the typical Netflix, um, circle where it's like you watch the office and then you watch Parks and Rec yeah. and then you try, yeah, <laughs> you try down. something new and then you start watching the office again. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm yep. that way with, with Disney plus where I'll just like watch all the old, um, Disney Disney movies and stuff like that. That's that's actually usually what we do. Um, we're very bad at, at starting new things, but I think that's kind of the like the shtick of of Disney Plus now, where like they're just able to like throw all of these things on it. Uh, if it's like Star Wars or Marvel and these like smaller um, smaller projects, but they build towards like these other like big movies. Uh, so I, I I think that's really cool that like these smaller projects do mean something because they're like going to be building into things. And like all of Marvel is now TV shows and movies and stuff like that. Kind of the same thing with star Wars where, where we've got uh, TV shows and movies coming out and they're all kind of like moving, kind of not really moving towards the same thing, but they're all about the same thing. So I think that's really cool with, with, with Disney plus and, and all of the content that they're just throwing out there. Absolutely. And then they can build off each other too. So like a lot of these, a lot of times you'll see a movie and you're like, oh, I kind of like this new character, but you know, I wish I had more backstory on him or I wish they could have, I wish I could have had more of them in the movie. And that to me, that's the great part about this, the Disney plus shows is it gives them the chance to like, okay, let's introduce these new characters or take these kind of fan favorite characters that haven't had a ton of time in the movies and really kind of expand on it and go into their backstory or give them a, a more important role here and build on it. And then when it's over, slide them into the movie. So I've liked how they've done that with star Wars and, and the Mandalorian in particular, like they've really started building a world that isn't, you know, relying on a Jedi and, you know they right. they've brought Luke in a little bit here and there, which has been great for us old folks to see. But um, you know, like it, it's kind of reviving the entire um, franchise, and it's nice that they've been. It's it's great that John Favreau came forward to help out because, absolutely, <laughs> you know, after uh, 
after Rise of Skywalker, I was a little bitter. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. You give me Star Wars and I'll just say it's more Star Wars. I don't care. I'm going to watch it. And, right. but, um, I, I can also relate to the fact that there was an issue after that movie. And thank God John Favreau came along because <laughs> I don't know where we'd be right now. Yeah. Him and Filoni right. together. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Filoni is just an amazing guy to listen to. He's always got something, I don't know, saga-wise that'll t- just, like, hit you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So, yeah, like, he he was saying the Disney Plus show is going to the movies. Well, I'm waiting on those movies yet for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's been rumors that there's a plan for Mando eventually to get a big movie. I think they're saying like they're going to they're obviously we've getting into season C or uh, season 3 here eventually on Mando. The Ahsoka stuff is going to be coming out and I think like the 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 rumors are saying that like these multiple shows are all going to eventually Boba Fett stuff too. All these characters will come together and have a massive movie event kind of when these shows are kind of getting to their end point. So could be a little cool nugget at the end of the tunnel there to think about. That'd be really cool. I know well, I know that like Taika Waititi is working on a movie. I have no idea what that's mm-hmm. going to be. Um so I, <laughs> it's probably gonna be some jokes. Probably yeah. gonna be some jokes in it. <laughs> um and uh you know, they keep talking about or they did for a while, Kevin Feige was supposed to be doing a Star Wars movie too. But I haven't heard anything on that in a while, so I don't know if you have any ins there, but <laughs> <laughs> no, same thing as you. I think uh, we've heard the rumor, but I haven't heard anything new since that first initial one. I want him staying right where he's at, though. Don't keep him <laughs> focused on the Marvel projects. He's He's got that train rolling on the tracks for me pretty good. Let's keep him right there. <laughs> cool. Well, um, talked a decent amount about Marvel and Star Wars. Um, the So, uh, Brian and I like to talk about the parks. I think the parks are kind of like where we gravitate to. Um, and it's good to hear that, that you kind of had your Disney awakening. I, I thought of that in my head before I said it. And now it sounds not great. <laughs> Disney awakening. Um, but that's, that's kind of what happened um, in the parks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's awesome. So, um, I mean, some basic stuff kind of like uh, you've already told us like why you go to the parks. You have kids. Um, but I mean, right. do you, do you have a favorite park? Like which, which one do you enjoy the most? For me personally, I enjoy Epcot the most. Like that's the more like adult kind of themed park where you can kind of sl- take your time, go around the world showcase and, and really kind of focus on the food and just the social aspect of being there with friends or family and, and just really enjoy it. But with, when it's kid related stuff, I mean, probably I'm just like everybody else's magic kingdom and Hollywood Studios, where there's the rides and the more kid kind of oriented stuff, um, is better for the the family days at the park. But those very rare chances when I get to be there with uh, with my wife or something one on one, Epcot's my my favorite park. Yeah, I, I I'd have to agree, uh, and that's that's a very kind of like Disney parks uh, answer because <laughs> I always feel like like Epcot <laughs> is such a unique park. It's not. I mean, there's definitely IP in it, especially with some of the newer rides that are coming out, like Guardians of the Galaxy. 
but it's definitely got a lot yeah. of that like old school Disney charm where um, I mean it was it was like originally made to be kind of like this like city of tomorrow so it still kind of has that feel um, and then it's got the countries in the back I love the countries I just love walking through all of that area uh, and this is this is kind of this is nothing I've, I've thrown Brian before this is kind of like a deep thought um, that, I, that I've had about the parks uh, and since we're talking about Epcot um, I'll throw it at you guys um, I've had this thought before and this isn't like a knock on current Disney because we try to be pretty positive on the podcast um, but I was thinking about what World Showcase is like how detailed everything is and how amazing like I mean like pretty much every country has its own like signature sit down restaurant if Disney made a world showcase now do you think it would be what it is or what it was back in the day when it first came out like do you think do you think they'd be at that level or was that like an old school Disney like let's throw everything that we have into this one project I don't think it would be. I say it. I think. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> We're both waiting. Waiting. Who's going to go? Who's going to go? <laughs> um, I'll let the guests go first. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Thank you. So, I I don't think it, I don't think it would be anywhere near as cool as it is if they made it today. I think if they had the chance today. I just I feel like just in the short time that I've kind of considered myself to be like more of that Disney super fan, I feel like I'm kind of watching like the importance meter go from like the the guest experience and the the quality of of entertainment and kind of shifting towards the like what's the most profitable, like what's going to make us the most where we're going to get the most bang for our buck. And I feel like it, if they redid that today, Every single country would be tied exactly to a movie or a character. It would be super heavy on IP. And and I, I'm one who enjoys the IP. When some people complain about, oh, I wish they would kind of cut a lot of that out of the parks. I, I enjoy it. I like having the movies in the parks kind of crossing paths. But just like you said, there's just that special kind of old school Disney feeling to it. Not being so heavily focused on the characters. And I... I think we'd lose a lot of the the things that make Epcot special today if they redid it because I think it, it it would just be too IP focused. I wasn't gonna go the IP route, but um, I was gonna say that it wouldn't be as robust. Uh, you know, the reason they were able to do World Showcase is that they had a sponsor for each country, and I mean, even down to Morocco being the their government sponsoring it, right? So I don't think they can get those kinds of sponsors nowadays. I don't think it would work. Uh, and I and that's a lot of how Disney built all their parks was on sponsors. And they still have sponsors here and there, but not to the extent that they had it then. And I think that would, uh, that would be a strap on the funding. And it would be more difficult for them to be able to build something that large. Um you might still get 11 countries. Heck, you could even get 13, but they're not going to be anything like what we have now. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree, um, sadly. Uh, and it's not, again, it's not like so much a knock on Disney as kind of like, 
like they're yeah like like you said Johnny like their their focus has been shift their focus has been shifted to like what's the be- the best bang for the buck and it's like I I get it I totally understand that like that's like your business um and I, and I feel like they haven't totally abandoned the fans in like doing things that like will get us excited about stuff but I do think that like like if if they did try to make a world showcase in the year 2022 it just wouldn't be what it was uh that like that old school disney like pulling out all the stops and maybe a lot of that is just because like they've got so many other projects going on like back in the day it was disneyland magic kingdom okay what do we do next and so then they came out with epcot um so yeah but that's that's just uh that's been brewing in the head for a little bit when i when i think about epcot um, so had to throw it out there to my Disney people. <laughs> Whenever I think of Epcot, I always think of what could have been, what if Walt would have graced us with another 10 years? Mm. What could we have gotten? Right. Well, I've, I've, I've said this before too, where, um, Epcot is like, is the it's not exactly what Walt wanted wanted because he wanted like a literal community. Um, Epcot was just kind of like their. Um, I mean, they had they had the two park ideas, the World Showcase and the, like the World of Tomorrow, and then that was going to be what uh, kind of like the tribute to Walt. And then they put them both together um, to make one park to make Epcot. Um, but I mean, I've said before on the podcast that really the Epcot that Walt wanted kind of turned in like Disney world in itself kind of turned into that the way that they have their own authority to like kind of do whatever they want. And they just went in and just like amazing infrastructure and, and amazing transportation and, and so many forms of transportation. That's kind of what Epcot ended up becoming like Walt's Walt's idea of Epcot uh, was really just all of Disney world. Dropping these bombs on you guys. <laughs> a Disney yeah. truth bombs. Hit me right in the Disney feels. <laughs> he brought up Walt. I miss him so much. Speaking speaking of that, we have um uh if you if you scroll back into a bunch of our episodes, we actually went to uh Marceline at one point and and uh visit, visited where uh Walt grew up in kind of like his formative years. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we, it's just anytime you can, you can bring up Walt himself and talk about the things that he loved and, and what he did for the company is, is always great. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm an East coast guy. So Walt Disney world has always been my home park. It's been the one that we always went to as a family. It's the one I brought my kids to. Um, but as I kind of got the podcast going here and one of my sons is just a massive, massive Spider-Man fan. So for this past Christmas, my wife for my present, she's like, I'm just getting you one thing. And I just want you to plan a one-on-one trip with Hunter, get some alone time with him and take the trip, go out to California, get him to see Avengers campus and let him do the Spider-Man ride. And it'll be great for you guys to kind of have that one-on-one time together plus she's like with the podcast you'll be able to talk about that on your on your show type of thing too so it kind of worked on multiple different levels and i i was really kind of blown away from that experience going out to disneyland because i i went into it thinking okay i've never been here before i i've 
I know this is the original one. I feel like it, if I had to guess, it's going to feel like old and like kind of outdated or a little bit more rundown. And like to me, like it's it's never going to live up to what Walt Disney World is to me. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Like I was blown away at how awesome that park was. And it's it was almost hard for me to kind of describe it. But like I, I felt I really felt like walking around Disneyland and being around that castle, even though it feels a little bit like you're in Magic Kingdom, this just there's something special about that place with with the 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 Walt Disney himself kind of spirit or atmosphere. I don't know what you like I said, I don't know how to kind of exactly put the wording to it, but like you just feel that that Waltness in the air there that you don't feel in Walt Disney World. And I don't know if it's just because it's Walt Disney World is so big and so spread out or or what it is, but there's just something there's definitely something unique and something special when you're when you're in Disneyland. You really feel that connection to Walt, I feel like, even more when you're there walking around that park. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. I, I was able to go to Disneyland once and it was really just for an afternoon. I was actually there uh, with the marching band that I, that I taught at the time. And, uh, I just left oh, the marching cool. band and was like, I'm going to Disneyland. I'm, uh, uh, and this was during, uh, <laughs> I think we were, we were there for the, uh, Rose parade. So, um, so yeah, I, I only had oh, an cool. afternoon. Uh, but yeah, I, I felt the exact same way. you like, you, you just, it's just all steeped in history and it's this thing that, that I love in my life and it's a big part of my life. And I was able to be there and um, experience all that stuff. And yeah, you just you can just feel the history. Uh, but also speaking on how awesome that park is, <laughs> this was kind of funny. I was like in line um, waiting to get into the park because, of course, I've, I've got a rope drop Disneyland. Um, and I'm <laughs> standing in line uh, and I'm looking at the park map. And I was like, wait, Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought the Galaxy's Edge in California was in the other park. Um, yeah. And so I was like, that's awesome. Like, I, I didn't even realize that that was in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's 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 weird because there's you walking around Disneyland, you really do feel like you're in Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. But then, just like you said, you look down at the map and you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Galaxy's Edge is yeah. here? Like, if I go past Splash Mountain... I get to go on Galaxy. I get to see Galaxy's Edge. It's so weird. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it, it was a game changer for me because then I was like, oh okay, well I guess I'm spending time in Galaxy's <laughs> Edge today too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, it's it's definitely not and and they're constantly plussing um, the park and like adding stuff. Um, but it's it's really cool to have like the Matterhorn there and just like all of that old school stuff that that. And, and just kind of like the layout, I do feel like there are certain parts of the layout at Disneyland that I feel could have been brought to Disney World that like feel really cool. Um, and so I, I appreciated that. And, and just thinking about like, oh, my God, like this park was like so revolutionary for its time. And like there are so many other uh, parks out there that like try to be this park. Uh, and this was like the, the first real theme park and it's just kind of like mind blowing to think of like what Walt's visions were, uh, for stuff like that. So I always, I, I thought it was crazy when I was there. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you know that where you're walking, 
Walt himself walked around and was doing the same thing that you were doing, walking around, taking it all in and looking at all the same stuff that you were. It's pretty cool. I definitely spent some time in the, um, like inside of the, uh, the firehouse there because his, um, his apartment like was like right above apartment. there and you're able to like walk in. And then that's also when I was there, that's where you could get the pins. So I got my like first time pin in there and everything. They just have them sitting there. Uh, I think in world you actually yep. have to go into like guest services and, and grab them. Although they, they have pins. I got my engagement pin. Um, just like there, there were cast members like at um, like one of those stations and they had, they had pins there. So, uh, they have pins kind of everywhere, but I, I thought that was cool, and I was able to stand in the the firehouse, and and Walt's apartment was right above me, and it's just stuff like that 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 you're able to kind of go and experience, and and is really cool. We're actually putting together a trip for February out there, and um, oh, yeah, awesome, and I can't wait. <laughs> Like everything you guys have for, been talking about, it's like I just I can't wait to get out there and experience. Hopefully, experience all of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm even looking at like my daughter's been bugging me about going into going to Hollywood so she can see the Hollywood sign and the um, the Walk of Fame or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, fine. If we're going to Hollywood, then we're going over by the Disney Studio and see you know in Griffith Park. And we're having lunch at Tam O'Shanter and, you know, like we go have to go out. do all of that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I'm yeah, I'm hoping that all works out. But, yeah. Hopefully, Brian is going to have somebody tagging along on that trip. He keeps maybe. threatening that. <laughs> I keep threatening it. <laughs> we just got to pull the trigger on it. It's for the yeah, podcast. Exactly. It's for the we podcast. haven't really... That's what I say to my wife all the time now is when I want to try to plan another trip or, or do something. It's always, it's for the podcast. It's for the podcast. The, the good thing is that um, the the girl that I'm marrying is into it as well. Pretty much, uh, probably as much as I am. That helps. Uh, so we're, we're a Disney team and we just spend way too much of our money on <laughs> Disney. But we're a team and it takes teamwork to spend this much money. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. Teamwork makes the yeah. dream work. <laughs> Not DreamWorks, no. <laughs> so um if anyone else out there is wondering why we've got this Johnny J guy on the show, uh it's kinda cause we took a beat down from you in the pod battle on Instagram. Oh and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought we'd be gracious losers and, and let you come out and you know boast your use your bragging rights as you've been given so (laughs) yeah i studied you guys for weeks i came up with a game plan i knew exactly where your weak points were i reached out to my fan base i was like this is where we hit them guys we hit them right here (laughs) right in the cheese curds (laughs) i think the downfall was that it was on instagram so uh, yeah our instagram presence is not the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I lucked out into it totally. Anyways, I, I I when I saw the post go up, I I wrote written to All Aboard Podcast and said, "Hey, listen, I I'm clearly have no business even getting into this thing. I'm only 15 episodes, I think, in my in my show at the time. So I said, I'm literally just kind of giving you my name in case 
you're having trouble filling a spot and like you just need one more show to kind of fill in that last 16 seed at the 11th hour or something <laughs> like that i said but by all means i'd rather you give the spot to all these guys that have been doing it for a lot longer than i have and, and to his credit he's like no man you reached out you you want to get in and you want to play by all means man you can have a spot this is all about teamwork and just kind of getting the name out there for everybody and it's all in good fun anyway so if you want a spot boom i'll put you in so I, I felt lucky and honored that I even got to be surrounded by names like you guys and, and a bunch of these other podcasts and then been doing it so much longer than me. And like I said, I, I think I just lucked out. I, I just started the Instagram feed when I started the podcast. So it's only a few months into it, really. And I don't have that much of a following anyways. But because that's like kind of the good thing about it, too, is because it's been small, like everybody that's been following, I've had the chance and time to be able to interact with all of them and message each other back and forth and have dms back and forth and they're commenting on my stuff and i'm commenting on their stuff so it kind of well, a little bit of a perfect storm where because i'm new i have a, a, a close connection with kind of almost everybody that i'm on there with so it just lucked out i think that's awesome yeah we, we definitely want to um and i think these these pod battles have been cool because i mean look at this it's it brought us together um and so I think yep. we we've also been kind of vocal on there, like talking about like making it more more of like a family thing, where like we're all in this together. Um, like we we love being on people's shows. Uh, we love having people on our show. Um, and so we're we're just kind of all about like like the family, and and we just love like talking to like minded people, like talking to people who are yeah. also into this. Um, and so we're, I mean, yeah, we're, we're all about it. We're all about the, the family and like the, the unity and everything. So, um, that's kind of what, what we're about. Uh, and we're, we're also here in Wisconsin. So, uh, I mean, you're, you're not exactly in Florida either. Um, and so we're, yep. we're, we're all pretty far away. So like anytime we can kind of interact with people who think the same as us and talk about the places that we'd like to be, <laughs> it's, it's always fun. Absolutely. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. That's another <clears throat> excuse me, a reason why I kind of started up the podcast too was my my wife likes going to Disney, but she she didn't have that like that magic moment like I had where it just kind of jumped to another level for her. She's kind of still in that place where like she likes seeing the kids there having fun, but like she just doesn't have that next level connection to it. And same thing with like most of my friends or even my other family members and stuff. They're like, "Hey, I I mean, nothing against Disney. I'll go, but it's not my go-to vacation, and they're not into it on the level that I am. So I'm kind of stuck, kind of like you guys. I'm on this island up here in New England. I'm like, I don't have anybody in my immediate circle that, like, gets it, like, the way that I get it. So, hey, maybe if I start the show and try to get something going on Instagram, I can meet some other podcasters, meet some other Disney fans, and and make some some weird internet friends that uh, like the same (laughs) geeky stuff that I like. So, uh, Johnny, thank you again for, uh, gracing us with your presence, um, and talking Disney with us. It's, it's always a fun time. Um, why don't you let the people know where they can find you? 
Absolutely. Well, the honor is all mine, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you very much for opening up your doors and let me come play in the uh, the podcast space with you guys here. Um, so my show is on kind of basic all the the popular uh, podcast apps right now: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those. Um, you can just search the DMSW podcast, like. D for Disney, M for Marvel, SW for Star Wars. Um, Or you can find me on Instagram, at the DMSW podcast. Or you can send me an email, the DMSW podcast at gmail.com. Johnny, thanks for for coming on. Um, And guys, definitely go check out his show. He's doing a lot of great stuff over there. Um, And as I've been asking you guys, please go out and share the show with uh, anyone you know um, you can find us at www.milesfrommainst.com yeah but like we always say some live close but others don't so let's talk about it we'll see you next time on Miles from Mainstream.